A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Awe by the Popcorn. I'm Emily. And I'm Alessandra. And today, we are going to be talking about two movies that came out recently-ish, uh, Yesterday and The Lion King. Yep. Um, yep. <laughs> so, uh, we're going we're gonna to start with Yesterday. Um, where because we, it came uh, out first. Yep, yep, yep. Where, where do we start? What, what do we start with? Uh, so we did a trailer breakdown of this movie, and I'd say that this movie was exactly the same as the trailer breakdown. Um, the trailer pretty much described it pretty well. Um, I mean, the trailer definitely made it sound like the movie was gonna be more interesting (laughs) and, and good, but, (laughs) I mean, yeah, if, if we're... If we're saying that the, I mean, the movie really was just like the trailer. It was just as vague and uh, plotless uh, and and misleading and plotless. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so exactly exactly right. Yeah, and I said, you know, it's written by the guy who made Love Actually, and everybody knows how Emily and I feel about Love Actually. Um, so I did not think that this was going to be well written. And it wasn't. It, without a doubt, was terribly, horribly written. Um, (laughs) I had high hopes for this movie, and I was severely disappointed. (laughs) For for Danny Boyle's sake. I mean, truly, it's just, you know, Danny Boyle, I think his direction was solid. I'd have to say Uh, the acting is pretty good. But it's definitely just, it's the problem with the screenplay. The movie just keeps going and going and just kind of aimlessly goes into a territory with no ending because there's no real problem. So, yeah, right. They, they make it out to be this problem in the trailer and that it'll somehow get resolved or we'll figure out why this happened because uh, for all of you that have seen it or have even heard about it, uh, it's just, it's a movie where, like, a power outage happens and people forget who the Beatles are and the music is just nowhere to be seen. Like, it, like the songs just never happen. Yeah. And Jack Malik is a struggling musician who makes it his priority to think of all the songs that the Beatles had sung and re-deliver them to the world. Yeah. And Which, he, he does he, just that and makes a shit ton of money. He does, and and so, you know, the, the only unexpected thing, I think, with this movie was that, that scene where the two people who also remembered the Beatles, like, found him, and he was like, oh no, you guys are gonna rat me out, even though, like, truly, what, who cares, because it's just like, what are they gonna say? Like, people aren't gonna believe them, <laughs> like, he clearly has written all these songs, but he meets them and they're like, we remember the Beatles too and we thank you for bringing them into the world. I know, they created this like 
false, I mean, not false, but, like, a a misleading climax that, like, something, that something was going to happen because of these two other people who happened to know, who happened to remember the Beatles, but then they end up just thanking him, which is fine. I mean, it was very cute. Yeah. and it, it all just became very lighthearted in the end. But this was just, like, a very confusing, weirdly written-out, like, love story, basically. I yes, mean, it was a rom-com. That's what it was. And I was like, this should not be a rom-com. No, I mean, you can't just you can't just have a power outage make people... Because it, it didn't make sense. The, the power outage made him bonk his head. So I was waiting for, like, some weird coma dream or something or some like you know he was he was he was in the hospital for getting hit by a bus yeah and i just kept waiting for him to wake up and thinking that he dreamt all of this which would have which in the least this movie could have done was do that (laughs) or like i just think you know what really annoys me is they never once had a scene in this long movie about what happened like no. Somebody trying to explain what happened. Like, even those three people, like, I was like, aren't you going to talk about maybe, like, the idea of, like, a multidimensional, like, wor- world? Like, because that's clearly where you are is in a dimension, uh, an alternate universe, you know? They, they yeah, did not especially... use those words once. They did not use the words alternate universe once. <laughs> Right, and and they also brought up a very interesting scene where Jack went and actually met uh, John Lennon, who hadn't died. Which is a nice scene. Which was a nice scene, and really could have... It, 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 it added something that was very interesting, but they... But that was it. They just put it in there, what felt like for no reason, because they didn't do anything else with the rest of the plot. Like, they, it was they just... They did not. No. So, like, like this could have been a very meaningful scene. Like, because the Beatles never happened, John Lennon didn't get murdered. Like, it yeah. was... It it could have been very touching and it could have been very emotional. But the fact that they just never touched on anything else. Like, and, and again, I was waiting for that scene from the trailer where they were on the James Corden show. Yeah. And and the two people show up and it's, and it's obviously supposed to be, like, Paul McCartney and Ringo. Yeah. Because they're the only two left alive. Yeah saying that, like, those are our songs, like, what the fuck you doing? But they, but it was just his imagination, and again, like, I was waiting for this, like, confrontation, this, this, like, climactic, yeah, you know, something, something. that never came, that never came, it just fell flat, the and it was... The climax was him getting the girl in the end, and it's like, uh-huh. Yeah, and, and maybe him making a Kate McKinnon angry for, for giving all the songs away for free, like, that, uh, or that. <sighs> I mean... That would have been cooler to do than to say, I didn't actually write all these songs, because, like, no one fucking really cares, you know? Like, how about you just yeah. keep all of this money that you've made, and even though you're riffing off two people who don't even, like, exist anymore, basically, like, the, the four Beatles who didn't actually ever write these songs, you know, it's kind of, it's like, why not? You know, that the, the movie was trying to get it so that he actually cared, that it was, like, tearing him apart because of the guilt he felt, you know? And yeah, yeah. What he'd pretty much already given was given permission by the two other people that remember the Beatles, because that they didn't care. They were just happy the songs were back. Like Exactly. It, they were... He ha- could have so, He could have done this. <laughs> it would have been a better climax if they were, like, chasing him throughout the whole movie, 
and you know that was a problem and also the girlfriend was a problem and then it just all culminated in the end where like those people actually find him and he's like oh my god you're gonna kill me or something and they're like thank you for putting these out into the world you know thank you so much for doing that and I think it would have been it would have been nicer because then he wouldn't have exposed it and he would have been like you know what you're right maybe we should all pool our heads together and see if we can think of all the Beatles songs I've missed and, and like all think about it together you know yeah and not to mention he probably didn't have to stop at the Beatles he could have gone on to Wings uh yeah. John Lennon's personal work. Also, all of George a, Harrison's personal work. Oasis like, wasn't even, a, like, a thing either. He, like, looked up Oasis. They weren't a thing. You could have done a ton of Oasis songs. Like, I, That's what? right. The Yeah, not just the Beatles were forgotten. Coca-Cola, yeah. cigarettes, Harry and Potter. Oasis. And Harry Potter were all gone. <laughs> and, and for what reason? We were never told, and it's frustrating. <laughs> It's frustrating because that's what I would care about. Like, I'd be like, so what's up with this? And then, you know, if he, like, went and talked to, like, a professor about this or some something. And, like, it just, we didn't get any closure on that topic. It was kind of just a random alternate no, it's universe. Just, yeah, and... just random. And it just, it was what it was. And that was all you were getting. And it just, <laughs> it, it irked me. It irked me greatly. And I, and I almost didn't want to talk about this movie because it's just, it's making me angry again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, like, the relationship between um, Jack and um, Ellie. Ellie was so messed up. And I just, I couldn't. Every single time one of them would would give and take, it was just the most uncomfortable, like, just tell each other how you feel kind of situation. Exactly. And it just could have been solved. I mean, at least she, like, said to him in the beginning how she felt. uh, And and what doesn't make sense is that she, like, you knew he liked her, and she would constantly say, like, people would say, oh, you two are sleeping together? And she's like, no, don't know why. And, yeah. and like, she said it he would just He would just totally not even notice. Like, he was just completely oblivious, like every man right. on the planet. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And then the scene that I... All, um... All bashing aside, the scene that I did really enjoy was when they first recorded all the songs together next to the train, train, like what, train tracks records or something. That was super cute. Yeah. And then they had to pause every time a train went by. Yeah. I really enjoyed that a lot. And all the sounds they made. It was a really cute, a very cute montage that I really did enjoy. I Um, I also, sorry, continue. Go ahead. um, And and I like Jack Malik as well. I, I liked his voice. I thought he was, I thought... Again, you said the acting was good. I did enjoy it. I liked the characters that we were shown. Um, it's just everything else, really everything. Yeah, um, yeah. What, what I were you would, gonna say? I I was gonna say I did like all of the Beatles songs. I like listening to the Beatles songs. <laughs> oh yeah, the Beatles. They're just great every day, all day, uh, anytime. You know, um, all all the time. So, um, that was, you know, like, I went to the movies alone, obviously, to see this movie. It was, like, a Tuesday afternoon or something, and it was fun, you know, like, definitely came home, and I was, like, I told my roommate, and she was, like, oh, I was, like, oh, I went to go see a movie. She goes, oh, what'd you see? And I said, yesterday. And she goes, no, today. And I was, like, no, yesterday, the movie. <laughs> that was constantly <laughs> happening to me, too, all the time. Um... 
one one thing that was a little surreal was like shortly after watching yesterday, I did actually go see Paul McCartney in concert, and that was right. A yes, complete just Emily. out of nowhere, spur of the moment. Like we were in San Diego, um, just visiting family for like my uh, my aunt's birthday, and uh, and we heard that that her. Um, that someone was going to go to the Paul McCartney concert, and, and Kimmy was like, "Oh shit, we need to go." And I was like, "Really? Kimmy, that's like that's like tomorrow night. Yeah, there's no time. Like, you know, she's very spontaneous. I'm not very spontaneous, but nope. you know, I was like, you know what? <laughs> do you know what? And uh, let's just do it. And I so I dropped like a couple hundred bucks for these tickets. And, yep. Yep. And, worth it. Uh, it's and, so worth it. And it was so cute. Like, it was so beautiful. I, I cried during, like, Hey Jude. It was beautiful. Um, and, yeah. And mostly because, like, he was reading, uh, they would pan out to the audience, and a lot of people had posters, and one of them said, you know, thank you for the music. And, like, and that, like, kind of brought me back oh. to yesterday. And, like, and how good, like, yesterday could have been. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> because, like, you have these loving, adoring fans that, like, you could have made this movie so interesting and emotional and... Because people adore this band and adore this music. Like, mm -hmm. it's just so beloved. Yeah. And, and like, and it was, it was so amazing. I just, oh my God, Paul McCartney. <laughs> he yeah. was so adorable. Oh, yeah. I loved it. I saw him, uh, I think in 2013 at Outside Lands. Oh, I yeah. I could have got the year wrong, but, uh, that was, that was phenomenal. I mean, I was just... Yeah, I was in tears the whole time. I was so excited that I got to see him. Yeah, I remember you telling me about that. You said that he like likes to tell stories and stuff, and he did. He told a lot of stories that I really enjoyed listening to, and uh, we were we were so high up. This was at Petco Petco Park. Yeah, uh, and we were we were literally like ten rows from from the top of the stadium. <laughs> we were so high up, but it was amazing. Uh, yeah. The audience was fantastic. I got a really awesome shirt. It was so fantastic. Oh, um, cool. Send me a picture of that shirt. I really want to see it. Oh, definitely will. Okay, so um, uh, yeah. back to the movie. I just want to say, I did like I did like Hamish Patel, who played Jack. He, he was very cute, and he had a very nice voice, and I saw that he was in, his major claim to fame is from that show EastEnders in... Uh, in, in London, in England, so... It's a uh, show? Yeah, it's a show. It's, like, an old show, and then they had, like, a revival, um, but it's basically about people on the East End, which is a more a more industrial area of London. Um, okay. Yeah, so they've got, like, their own personality, apparently, and it's a very good show. So, yeah, he, he apparently was in, like, most of that, like, I saw he was in, like, 530 episodes or something, so... Wow. Five hundred. Yeah. That's a lot of episodes. <laughs> so uh, I bet that's wow. I bet that's where like Danny Boyle was like, yeah, this kid, right? Because he's been on, you know. Um, and I thought he was very cute, and I'm I'm glad that you know it was a uh, in, like Indian man or I don't know Pakistani man who uh, was the lead in this movie. Yeah, um, I I enjoyed that as well. So let's. See. Where do you want to go from here? Uh, plot keywords, Metascore, what do you want to do? Plot keywords? Uh, yeah. <laughs> the first plot keyword. <laughs> the first... The first... <laughs> okay. <laughs> the first plot keyword is plagiarism. Yes. Um, the Beatles, musician, rock music, and alternative reality. Okay. You know, that's the movie. I think that really is. That, that really that's is like the a, movie. That's like a really good... Um, a really good 
plot keywords. So yeah, that's like that's right on that's right on right on the dot. Let's see any good in, uh, trivia. Do you want to look at the Metascore? Uh, yeah. Um, so I got a fifty-six Metascore, which is fine, I guess. Um, I guess. I I came home and everybody was like, "How was this movie?" And I was like, "It was fine." It was like not great, but it was fine. Um, <laughs> I uh, I mean, I didn't even think it was fine. <laughs> you thought it was worse, so it should have gotten like a forty instead. Or is that too I bad? I mean, I, th- I thought a 56 was bad. Like, the second, like, I-, I went to see this movie without looking at the Metascore, which I might try and do now because the Metascore really, really judges, like, tells me if I should go see this movie or not. Oh, Devil, you should not look at the... the- we I have a podcast. Know. You have to uh, do it after. I know, I know, I know. But, but yeah, so I did it. Um, I hadn't seen it. And so we went, and then I was like, wow, that was pretty awful. And then... <laughs> and then I saw the Metascore and I was like, wow, I really wouldn't have seen this movie if I'd, if I'd seen that beforehand. <laughs> okay, so the 40 from Uproxx pretty much explains what we had said earlier. It has a killer premise, yet the movie seems to actively resent its own fantastic idea and just instead decided to become a fairly average romantic comedy, only with a lot more Beatles songs than, average, than the average rom-com. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. the movie. It's yeah. It's a letdown because you you want it to be if it was like directed in a slightly different way, like a more stylized way, it might have been better, you know? Yeah, the fact that you had this very almost surreal like supernatural like like again, you feel like this kind of stuff is happening, but it's just it's just shot very plainly and very boringly, I might add. Yeah. Um, for it to just not do anything or go anywhere except for just be a love story. <laughs> uh, here's, a, here's an interesting fact. Uh, in the movie, Jack was hit on his bike and broke his front teeth and bloodied his lip. Uh, that actually happened to Paul McCartney in 1966. McCartney fell wow. from his moped and chipped a front tooth in Liverpool. He also cut his lip and was left with a scar. Wow. I did not know that. Yep. Neither did I. Uh, let's see. Ed Sheeran, who plays himself in this movie, said Ugh. in real life that the Beatles were his main inspiration for his songs. Ugh. Worst I- actor of all time. I know I said that. <laughs> I know I said the acting was good, but Ed Sheeran was absolutely horrible. Oh my god, he, oh. he can't act to save his fucking life. Ed, Ed, darling, stick to stick to singing. I'm sorry, man. I like him, uh, but dude, like, what the fuck? He was terrible. That scene, that scene where they had to write, where they had that little like challenge, where they had to write a song in like what thirty minutes or something, or thirty, yeah, like ten minutes, five, or, yeah. ten minutes or something, yeah. And then Ed just kind of sings some, <laughs> some like little song that he wrote, and then. And then a Jack tries to decide if he's gonna actually write a song or if he's just gonna use one that he has in one of the Beatles songs, and he chooses like, like one of the, like a really um, emotional like like yeah. great song, like a great great song, and just <laughs> completely blows Ed out of the water. It's hilarious. Um, yeah, because Ed truly did suck. I mean, I don't know like. <laughs> It's it's kind of great that like he kind of he made fun of himself a lot in this movie and that's fine. It it's not against Ed Sheeran. He's he's a fine person. He's fine. But it's just like truly he's a terrible actor. Like he could he just like every word that came out of his mouth was like 
you could have said that with more emotion or better or like, I don't know, at least with some air of coolness because he was not being cool. Like it just, it just didn't work. Yeah, it almost felt like he was trying to be too cool because like he knew he was Ed Sheeran and he was like trying to be cocky or something. Like he felt yeah. like very cocky and almost like asshole-ish, um, his character <coughs> was. Like I'm pretty sure Ed is nothing like this in real life, but. Like, yeah, uh, I feel like he'd be way more humble and like, just, just like the way that they wrote his character, yeah, it just was like too, too cocky, you know? But yeah. still. Uh, anyways, here's, um, an interesting, here's an interesting trivia. Uh, in one scene, Deborah compares Jack to Jesus, calling him the Messiah. John Lennon famously stirred up controversy by claiming that the Beatles were more popular than yes, Jesus. I do remember. I do remember that. Yeah. And again, they have all this history and all these references and all this amazing stuff, which I know they kind of did, like, when Jack Malik had left the airport or something or was getting into a cab, he got chased by a bunch of girls, and, you know, that's very, that's very historical, like, Be- Beatles crazy fans, like, creaming and scrying. Cre- cr- well, what? I said wow. that. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. no, Emily. Wow. You, you, <laughs> you wow. fucked that up. Hard. I totally did. Screaming and crying. Wow. 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 I've either had too much coffee or not enough this morning. Oh this is, my uh, god. Ugh. I do that a lot, you know. I, I actually flip I flip those the, the like beginning of words around a lot though. I yeah, do that. I think you do. It's crazy. Yeah. I do. Yeah, cre- creaming and scrying. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> great. Creaming though, that's for sure. They <laughs> <laughs> sure were creaming. <laughs> Jesus, uh, Alexandra, <laughs> you're the one who said it. <laughs> I did say it. I didn't say it, but you took it there. Um, I'm scrying. Right. <laughs> That's crying. <laughs> okay. Uh, All right. Okay, what else do we got? I gotta do we read, need to move on? I gotta <laughs> read the top Metascore. For some reason, Empire gave All it a right. 90. Like, this lady, Helen O'Hara. What, <laughs> what the fuck? Are you serious? <laughs> this lady, Helen O'Hara, like, really liked this movie for some reason. What? <laughs> what the hell, Helen? Oh, man. Okay, okay. All right, all right. <laughs> a glowing tribute to the Beatles and their music. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is both a toe tapping pleasure. Dude, do you need me to do this? Yes, please. I can't. All right. All right. Uh, a glowing tribute to the Beatles and their music. This is both a toe tapping pleasure to watch and a smart, occasionally scathing look at how we get things wrong. What? what I don't actual... understand. I don't what does understand that, even that mean, review. Helen? I know. Maybe what does that like Metascore was like, I I have no idea. I, what did he do? Did wrong? We just throw Helen's review away. <laughs> like it, it doesn't even count. <laughs> I don't think it counts. Empire's like a respected magazine. Like what the fuck? Like, I fire Helen. <laughs> okay. A scathing <sighs> look at how we get things wrong. I don't even what. Like that's the thing. He didn't even do anything wrong. Like. Just uh, whatever. I'm done. I mean, he he was wrong with like the way he acted towards Ellie, but I mean, really, like it's because he didn't like realize that all the shit she did for him was because she loved him, and like I 
I thought this was because of the music, like, but that, that he shouldn't have gotten famous off of the Beatles music. Honestly, like, it, it just doesn't seem like, I guess that's, like, morally of the problem, but is it, though? Because there's no Beatles music in the world, and now there is, and that's good. Like, I don't see why that's a bad thing. It's not. So, so maybe she just, I mean, she says occasionally, so maybe she meant, like, what you said about him treating Ellie that way, and also the moral implications of of plagiarizing the music that was never actually created in this universe right. i don't know um because in fact i mean and and it's not like yeah we make mistakes but it's not like the way he he treated ellie was just like a personality thing like he was he was uh, oblivious and was more caught up in his own like failure basically <laughs> yep. to realize that he had a beautiful woman <laughs> like <laughs> yeah like one of the most like she's in so many movies you know right um so whatever it's uh that's yesterday that's that was yesterday <laughs> we can put that behind us now let's let's literally make it yesterday and never talk about it ever again <laughs> yeah so now we're gonna talk about the lion king um which i'm sure a lot of you saw if you've been listening to this podcast i mean it uh, i saw it with my friends and uh you know i enjoyed it uh it, it was right. <laughs> i saw it i saw it with my little sister because she uh she wanted to see it and uh you know, the trailer, I remember watching the trailer and being very excited because, you know, I like, okay, my problem with with these, like, Disney live-action remakes um, is that they'll usually make the trailer pretty much exactly like the original, but then kind of change it up a little bit. Uh, and, and sometimes they change it up for the better, sometimes it's for the worse, nine times out of ten it's for the worse, but... Um, at least, at least it's different, and at least they're trying to be creative while remaking something. But yeah, like this Aladdin. Was, yeah, like, yeah, Aladdin and Beauty and the Beast, and I, I think Cinderella was pretty much the exact same, right? Uh, I mean. No, it had, like, more backstory, and the Cape Blanchett right. was the, 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 like, stepmother, and so she had a whole backstory as well. Um, right. So, like, right. it, it had, like, it had more to it. It did. Yeah, they, they try to develop the story a little bit more, maybe develop the characters a bit more, which, you know, is, is great, and it's a good risk, because, you know, again, you don't really want just a remake of the old, the original movie. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, so with The Lion King, um, I remember being very excited about the trailer. Uh, yeah. And uh, was waiting, and had a great cast. It's um, amazing. The cast is, like, fantastic. Really, a, really a great great set of uh, actors portraying these very iconic characters. Um, but uh, where do we where do we want to start? Um, uh, well, uh, okay, I, I did get emotional during this movie, and probably because I was thinking about the nostalgia of the first movie. So, you know, the song comes up, and pretty much all the songs are, are brilliant and gorgeous, beautiful songs. So when you hear them, they just get you really emotional. Also, like, thinking about Simba and his father and how he can't wake up his dad. It, it's so, so, so sad. Um, so I cried during that part. And I was laughing a lot because the comedy in this movie is, like, the best part of the movie. You see, and that's what I kept hearing. Like, uh, my my co-workers really liked like Timon and Pumbaa obviously and they were they were fine I really do like uh 
Billy Eichner, right? Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoy Billy Eichner and Seth Rogen, but uh, I mean, Timon and Pumbaa were funny, but I just don't think they were as funny as the original duo to yeah. me. There were just things that kind of fell short to me in this movie. I really enjoyed Scar, if if there was any character that I did enjoy, just like listening. Yeah. I, I think, I think, uh, how do you pronounce his name? Chiwetel Ejiofor? Uh, yeah, I thought Chiwetel was like very great at voice acting and I thought Scar was very scary and was very like dingy and you know dirty and he looked like he was like maybe getting mange or something like you know he like yeah. he was like like pieces of his fur because he he looked like he was dying and, and I really like how they made like Chiwetel made him different than Jeremy Irons's Scar you know like I did think that that was a good choice like, how different, though? I mean, they pretty much seemed the same, but maybe just a bit, like, a bit more screen time, I, I would, I would assume. Like, what, like, what, what, what different, like, what was different about it? I mean, the voices, the voice is incredibly different from Jeremy Irons. I mean, it, it's like... That's true. It's a, it's a totally different, like, tone, and, you know, Chiwetel added his, his own spin to it, where I think, like, Jeremy Irons definitely went for a more, um like sly character and when sly you sly and like sassy yeah like very yeah, yeah. definitely not, sassy yeah not all that scary but definitely intimidating mm-hmm. um where i thought chiwetel was very scary i thought yeah. scar was very scary and i thought voice wise he could have he could have easily been mufasa like at a lot of times yeah he sounded he sounded very like um, intense and like like his voice had a lot of grandeur like like lots of prominence I thought mm-hmm. um, other than that I, I got a little emotional when uh, Mufasa and Simba would like just like pal around and like we're kind of like just like you know play fighting and you know just just being together um, I thought that was very cute and uh, I and again like James Earl Jones does does a great second run at Mufasa. Like, there's yeah. really... There's no other beautiful. Mufasa. Beautiful like, voice, yes. And beautiful uh, connection between him and his son, too. I thought that the performance was excellent, of course. Um, yeah. I also thought the young the young uh, lions were better than the older lions. Like, young Simba mm. and young, young Nala. I thought they yeah. had great singing voices. Yeah. And they were just great... Um, uh, what is it called? Uh, ke- chemistry wise, I thought they they seemed like they'd been friends for a long time. Yep, they had the most. Uh, they felt the most relaxed while talking and like being these these little lions. Yes, so I thought I thought they were fantastic, and I loved. Can't wait, just can't wait to be king. Those uh-huh. wonderful scene with all the animals and like I loved that part. I think it it definitely wasn't as fun as the first one, obviously, the right. animated movie, because the, the animated one has all these, like, gorgeous patterns and, and stuff that are just, like, thrown on the screen to make it so much more, like, dynamic, and I feel like this one, obviously, everything was incredibly realistic, so we got, like, no, no, like, funny business, really, that couldn't actually happen to these animals or, like, the way that they talk and stuff, um... Like, we didn't have Timon and Pumbaa's, like, little hula dance where he has the apple in his mouth and stuff, you know? Because it's just, like, what I worked. did think, I did think their alternate was hilarious when they were singing Be Our Guest. Yes. I thought that was hilarious. It was, I was like, very funny. I know. I they, was, like, busting up in the theater. I thought that was great. That was, was a good choice. Great. Yeah. Super um, great. 
also, I thought, yeah, like you said, Donald Glover and Beyonce not as cohesive as uh, the young kids. It's true. Like, even when Beyonce was singing, like, she had beautiful voice and everything. They both do. But I just felt like, did, did it feel like during that part of the movie that they, like, lowered the volume when they were singing Can You Feel the Love Tonight? Maybe. I, like, maybe. I was, like, trying to hear it, and I was like, this sounds like the mixing is off. Really? Okay. I mean, it it was definitely, uh, it wasn't as loud and boisterous of a song, uh, but I I felt like I could still hear it. It kind of seemed like, what was it? I kind of felt like you could hear Beyonce's voice more than Donald's. Yeah, she definitely overpowered him. Which... I mean, she's Beyonce, so that's just gonna fucking happen. But yeah, um, and then there was that extra I'll... song that she sings too. Yeah, Spirit. I thought that was a very great song. Um, and was the song at the very end new as well? The one during the credits. Did Elton John write a new song for the end of this movie or something? Oh, I got up because I had to pee, so I didn't even pay attention. <laughs> okay, Alessandra. Um. Yeah, there's, it seemed like there was a new song, and it sounded like Elton was singing. I, I was trying to listen to the soundtrack and find it uh, afterwards. I'll have to try and find it again. But um, it sounded like there was a new end credit song. Because I, I think at the end of the animated one, Elton John just sings his own version of, like, Circle of Life, right? I think? Yeah. Yeah, and then this one was different. I, I can't remember what the, what the words were, but it sounded new. Um, So I really like the addition of those two songs. Um, And again... uh. A lot of talk around, you know, John Favreau wanted to um, kind of make it seem like a what do you say, like a documentary or something? Like not documentary, yeah, but like very, like, like a very natural, yeah. very yeah. Um, what she did, it was very beautiful. I yeah. loved all. I loved the shots where Timon and Pumbaa lived. Um, it was gorgeous, gorgeous scenes all around. Even the desert was very beautiful. Very very appealing to the yeah. eye. The animation, again, like, all of these, like, animals, like, gorgeous animals, they were all so beautiful, you know, really amazing. Yeah. yeah. But again, a little boring to me. Um, it, and, uh, if I'm gonna watch Lion King, I'm gonna watch the original. That's just how it's, that's just how it's gonna be. It's true, the original is king. It sure is, which is the first, uh, word in our plot keywords list. Alexandra. Is it king? You just... What? Yeah, it sure the hell is. Holy shite! Um, I'm gonna seg. I'm gonna segue the shit out of this. Um, yeah. So, plot keywords. First five we got here are king, lion, redemption, coming of age, and father son relationship. That's right. the movie. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Sure is. Sure is. There's, there's got to be some cool trivia about this. Right Definitely. There. So, uh, it, while you're looking at that, it got a 55 Metascore, <clears throat> which is only a point lower than the yesterday Metascore. Wow, we're really choosing them today, Emily. Um, uh, I'll read the highest one, which is an 80 from IGN. Oh, actually, an 80 from Variety. Favreau's most responsibility in overseeing the remake was simply not to mess it up, which he doesn't. Then again, nor does he bring the kind of visionary new take to the material that Julie Tamar added to the staging of the Broadway musical. That makes Favreau's The Lion King an undeniably impressive but incredibly safe entry into the catalog, one whose greatest accomplishment may not be technical, which is not to diminish the incredible work required to make the talking animals look believable, but in perfecting the performances. 
Yeah, so, I mean, and again, that's fine, you're playing it safe, um, but how, how different is the, is the Broadway musical? I saw oh, it once, I saw it. was, like, yeah. so tiny, I when don't I was a kid. at all. But, you know, the yeah. musical has a lot of African um, art and African dance and African influence so much more, so I think that that's what makes it way more impactful and way more, like, um, involved, in, and that's what why it's different, you know? Right, yeah, where this was just like a, like a Nat Geo, Nat World or whatever you said before. Yeah, exactly. Um, so this was, this was interesting. Jeremy Irons had actually expressed interest in reprising his role as Scar. I wonder why he backed out or I don't know, was busy, who knows. Mm-hmm. Um, James Earl Jones, Hans Zimmer, and Elton John, and Tim Rice are the only people who worked on the original animated film that reprised their respective roles as the voice of Mufasa, the composer of the film, and songwriters. Cool. Uh, I'm going to read this Time Out 60. It says, Always effortful and desperate to impress, the Lion King may serve as a virtual substitute for going to the zoo. Don't slide down the black mirror cynicism of that idea. But let's hope it never replaces such outings, nor its 1994 forebear, a passport to something far more sublime. (laughs) Oh, man. That's a great... A great uh, review. I I feel like we just can't put things into words that that well. No, this is why I rely so heavily on Metascore for for beautifully voicing how I feel about movies. <laughs> in the consequence of sound, it says, in the end, it's less of a circle of life and more of a line of indifference. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what was it? I said that. I said that at work the other day. We were talking about something and we were talking about the circle of life and I said it was more like a line of indifference. <laughs> That's so funny. I don't I don't remember what what it was in regards to. But uh here's some interesting uh lion facts. Um unlike the original Simba's eyes are hazy blue as a baby. This is true to actual lion biology in which cubs are born blind and cannot open their eyes until about 10 days after their birth. The blue color is a result of delayed melanin production, but this changes as the cubs grow such that their eyes are golden brown by the time they're three months old. This is reflected in Simba's cubhood design. That's adorable. Well, a lot of human babies have blue eyes when they're born, too. And some of them get to keep them. Like me. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, like you, Emily. Oh, what's this? Benedict uh, Cumberbatch turned down the role to voice Scar. Oh, man. It's probably because he's been the bad guy in so many different things. He was like, I need to take a break from being that because then I'll be smog all over again. Oh, but he's so freaking good at it. Yeah, he he really, (laughs) really is. Um, Oh, man, that would have been great. I love I love just hearing Benedict talk. (laughs) He's my number one. Always and forever. Oh, number one. And uh, close second, he's, obviously, is Timothy Chalamet. He's our number one. Oh, oh, really? Timothy's not your first? No. Come on, man. Come Benedict on. is has been in way, way more movies than Timmy. Maybe in the future right, right, he'll catch right. up. I'm, I'm talking about like actors' expertise because, right. okay. like, I can't, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I got it. Respect. We, we got respect for Benny. Yeah, Benny, man, I fucking love Benny. We've loved Benny for years. We loved Benny for ten years, Emily. You're right. You're right. I mean, yeah, he's he's my number one. Like, <laughs> by, for sure. For sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> for sure. 
Um, there was. I a, mean, speaking of yeah. Benny, there was a that Benedict Cumberbatch joke in yesterday, where she what? was like, "Oh, miracles happen," and then she was in the car, and then she was like, "I mean, Benedict Cumberbatch is a sex symbol. <laughs> like that's a miracle." <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, I was like, "Ah, oh, that hurts." Don't, don't be mean. Jeez. Well, you know, my brother. I remember. A long time ago, I was, like, obsessed with Benny, and he, he was like, I don't understand, like, he's not that attractive, blah, 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 blah. And then, recently, he watched Sherlock for the very first time, and he was like, oh, I see now. <laughs> you just, you just gotta see the man act, and then you'll, you'll, you'll turn, you'll turn it around. You'll turn it around, man. It's, well, yeah, just... <laughs> Just watch the man in action, and and he's and and he's yours forever. Well, especially um, in Sherlock. I mean, that's just like right, fall in love Sherlock. with me kind of status. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, let's see. Uh, how did you? What did you think of the hyenas? I oh um, yeah yeah. Um, I I liked the lady hyena. I yeah. didn't really like. I really didn't like the other ones. I mean, it was kind of funny uh, how Key like of, a Keegan Michael Key was in it. Yeah, and then who was his counterpart? The guy, because uh, Keegan was the one who Eric Andre. Always... It was Eric Andre, the other one. Yeah, the what? Oh, so was Eric Andre the one who kept who didn't know like personal uh, space? Yes, personal yes. space. That was him. Okay, yeah. I I thought those scenes were a little funny. Maybe maybe a little too drawn out because I didn't think it was that funny. Yeah. Um, but. I really liked I really liked uh the uh the lady the uh the lady hyena though. Uh Shenzi, I think was her name. Mm. Uh, the the hyena. Her name was Florence Florence Kasumba, I believe. Um yeah, I loved she her was voice. Amazing. I, I loved it too, she, yeah. Yes. I thought she was very like scary and uh and I loved how the hyenas like looked like they had like scars on them. Like they pretty much just looked like uh pretty much the same representation as Scar. They were very dingy. They were mm-hmm. underfed. Yeah. They, uh, um, they were awesome. Um, I really liked them. I read that they're, they're matriarchal. So, uh, like, actual hyenas are... The women are, like, double the size of the, the male hyenas. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, um, how adorable was... Uh, okay. Little reference. I was looking online, and somebody said that... Um, you know how Pumbaa's a warthog when he was yeah. when he was so he was he was talking about farting in the and the baby Pumbaa in the watering hole was in the watering hole <laughs> the and watering I like hole. he was like a tiny little pig. Somebody he said was. that that wasn't actually a warthog that it was like something else. Like that's not what a baby warthog looks like. And I was like, oh come really? on! But it was so adorable. What's a baby warthog look like? I'm gonna look this up right now. Um, But that, like, honestly, I thought that that was probably the cutest thing I've ever seen. Was was that baby warthog? It it, that was sitting in the, um, in the water, doing his little farts. Well, his no, that looks like him. What is this? Is this not it? Uh, well, I think yeah, I guess that is him. Yeah, the stripy one. Yeah, the little stripy one. People are saying that that's a wild boar. Oh, maybe it is a warthog. It's just such a tiny little baby. He's so cute with his stripes and his little pig nose. Ah, oh, I'm dying. He's so cute. I mean, maybe it could be a, a different one to maybe what they had originally like designed Pumbaa off of. Because I mean, it's possible. I mean, the 
the coloring was very different. I mean, a lot of the baby ones I'm seeing just look like smaller versions of yeah of what of what Pumbaa looked like. Yeah, basically. but that was like a baby. Like the picture that they have on here, like the second picture they have on on Google, is like a baby, baby, baby. Like just came out of the the womb, baby, <laughs> walking in the mud. Hmm. I'm I'm seeing like the stripy one that they had made uh, in the movie. Yeah, so there is there is like a little like brown, like very light brown. Yes, and it like, does kind of look like it. Yeah. Okay, so maybe yeah. maybe that's like, of course, I'm sure they did their research. I'm sure it's it's correct. Um, just oh my god, do yourself a favor and go look at baby warthogs. Oh my god, they're so fucking cute. <laughs> he was really cute. <laughs> um, and uh, and let's let's talk about kind of like the other thing that I've been hearing a lot about, which was, uh you know, the the animals really having a lack of emotion in their yes, face. Like, not, yes. not really having that, um, that the animated ones really brought. Um, I remember, I remember watching the scene where Mufasa dies and, and Simba sees him and his little yep. face when he, yeah. when he goes like, no! when he goes like, yeah! and it like zooms out from I his just, face. Yeah, I, I just pictured, I just pictured him like as a, as a cat going like, meow! <laughs> like, like, I don't know why. I know. But just like the little, the little face he made, like, if, if, like, I don't know. That's just what I remember, like, seeing, because his little face, and it was so, it was sad. Like, it really was, it was sad, but. Yeah, yeah, but the sadness came from the voice acting. Like, you really can't see it on the face of the, of the actual animals. Yeah, really, though. And, and a lot of the times that they were moving, it kind of seemed like they weren't synced up all that well. Like, sometimes they'd be, they'd be singing, and they'd have them. Like, it didn't seem like they were actually moving to the words of the song, you know? Yeah. Um, so a lot of the syncing looked a little, some of it looked a little off. But other than that, yeah, I mean, but if they're trying to keep with the natural, it's, I, I'm pretty sure it's, I would assume that it'd be really hard to, to animate the, these animal faces. Like, that's... Yeah. You There's... Know, you know how many small little things that your face can make and do? Like, yeah. Which to, is why... You know the animated, the original animated one is is far superior because it is a like it's it's you have liberties, you have creative liberties, you can put expressions on animals' faces, and you have you also have like character design that infers what the animals are going to be like. Right, and uh, and again, superb voice acting as well. That's really what you need. I mean, you really got to have really got to have those great voices and those great emotion through their voice. Plus, uh, plus the visual. I mean, it's all going to be there. Um, and, and they tried. I, I'd say they went the safe route, and it, it turned out it turned out fine. <laughs> eh. Yeah, it's eh. fine. It's fine. I'm personally not probably ever going to see it again, but, you know, it's, uh, it's fine. It's yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, and uh... that, that's Lion King. <laughs> uh-huh. Let us know uh, what you all thought about Lion King or yesterday, uh... In the comments, you can leave comments on SoundCloud or Facebook. Just search All by the Popcorn Podcast and like and follow our various pages. If you need notifications on future episodes that we release, you can definitely follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at By the Popcorn or Instagram at All by the Popcorn Podcast. And uh, please leave us a review so that other people can find us. You can do that on Apple Podcasts or Google Play slash Google Podcasts. Not sure which one, mm -hmm. uh, but definitely leave those reviews there. We'd love to know what you guys think. And if we're if you like what we're talking about, we'd love to know. Um, if you want to send us suggestions on future episodes, 
uh, you can email us at allbythepopcorn at gmail.com or allbythepopcornpodcast at gmail.com. And we also have merch. I don't feel like we don't bring this up enough. <laughs> yes. We do have merch. Where is that at, Alessandra? Th- that's on Redbubble. Um, so I'll, I'll, you know, we should definitely be posting that more often on, on the Facebook and on the Twitter so that you can see it. Exactly. And we'll, we'll, we'll do that some at some point don't you worry more (laughs) more more (laughs) all right right, thanks thanks for listening Bye. bye hold up what was that Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.